Podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. <clears throat> welcome, welcome to you. All right. You know, I would have done this earlier today. Today's another wonky day. I'll explain more about that in a second. But, um, well, I, I guess I'll just say now I'm driving home from the radio station uh, being a fill-in guy on the uh, local uh, news talk radio station. All right, hey, can you come in and do the sports cast for a few days? Ah, yeah, no problem. Piece of cake. Easy job. Uh, do my thing. Of course, you got to get up at, my God, uh, 4 o'clock in the morning. Something that uh, the feeling I have, good news, bad news. The feeling I have getting up to do that job at 4 in the morning hasn't changed. It's the same unnatural point in the day for a human being to wake up absolutely absurd i think that if you go to bed at 7 p.m and wake up at 6 a.m you can stay up for the whole day hell if you go to bed at 10 p.m and wake up at 6 a.m you can stay awake for the whole day you don't need a nap but if you wake up at um, 5.59 a.m., one minute earlier, and sleep for the same amount of time, it is, uh, it's fucked up. And if you have to get up at 4 a.m., there is no way you can make, you can make sleep any amount of time that can make it so that you're not ridiculously exhausted in a, uh, falling asleep, doing whatever in a narcoleptic, uh, oh my God, just fall asleep. Uh, I was driving home from the radio station today. It's it's 9.15. I was annoyed because it was two, count them, two detours leaving downtown. Like, what the fuck? And uh, it just starts like chewing on me that, hey, you're exhausted. You need to go. And I'm like, well, yeah, there is no, there's no negotiating this in any way, shape or form. This is no, no possible way I could sit here in front of this camera with any degree of of uh, acumen or uh, to be able to uh, do what I do here without a complete reboot. Not negotiable. I fall into the house and Diana's here. She's on spring break. and uh, the, the boys meet me at the door. The dog's like, oh, hey, you know, still so sad. No Daisy. And uh, as I as I'm telling this story, I, I'm seeing Kuipers saying 4:30 a.m. every day. Unbelievable. TAS 1965. I don't know who that is. 3:45. What? Oh my God. May the Lord watch over your eternal soul. I don't know your. Please tell me the line of work. I think I know what Kuipers does. At least, what do you do again? You sell. Fucking electricity and uh, plumbers, heating and cooling people, their parts or something like that. Ryan says when I used when he used to fill in for the uh, morning traffic guy on Fox Seventeen, it was horrendous. Three a.m. sucks. You mean you were like on the air? I didn't know that. I'm learning all sorts of things about you. 
add to the fact that I'm like hungry. I could tell. I could feel like, oh god, hungry and tired. These are the these are the two things that you don't that you don't want when you're drunk like me. When you're drunk like me, they often say, "Never get hungry, never get tired, never get lonely." I'm like, to me, lonely sounds great, frankly. Fall into the house, see the dogs, go, I am going to bed. Barely make it up the steps. Clothes coming off as I'm going up the steps. Army crawling. Get up the steps. Jesus Christ, get me in the bed. Benny's in there. I go, don't move, Benny. You don't have to get up. I'm just going to roll into the bed, and then that's it. One hour later, I wake up and then I'm like, this is going to take some negotiation to actually get out of the bed. Wow. Finally out. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. Wake up. And the thing is, you know, when you get, when you get up at that hour in this window that we're talking about, it doesn't matter how much coffee you have. You could be uh, a snorting cocaine and you'd fall right to sleep. Jesus. So, all right. And I, I uh, so doing all that was real flashback to the old radio days. Now, I'll just tell you this. The show starting at this time of the day, late morning, mid-morning, um, Right now, I don't really have any, um, you know, set time. I mean, I've started during this uh, run at Wood Radio for the past week at uh, 10 a.m. And uh, today, obviously, obviously a little bit different. Um, so, you know, back to normal starting on Thursday because I have a uh, radio tomorrow. Same, just like today, that happens tomorrow. Now, with any luck... I'll be okay and start the show at 10. That's great. Um, I just want to remind you that this may down the road, don't know when, become the norm because of the radio flirtation that is happening as we speak. I have not uh, talked about what radio station but there is a radio station that is um, actively and aggressively trying to get your old pal Eric Zane on the radio. I'm not kidding. It's not bullshit. It's not a stun or anything like that. And uh, the conversation was very simple. I said, I can't be driving to the radio station. I have to do it here at home. Okay, let's talk about that. I go, so you're not closed-minded about that? No, not at all. Not at all. I said, Okay. Uh, let's start there. Uh, and then I said, well, what about this podcast? You know, I'm on here saying whatever the hell I want about people being an asshole half the time. Are you worried about that? Nope. I go, have you heard it? Have you watched it? Have you paid attention to what I do? Are you sure? We're good. All right. Then we can talk. Conversation number two was even better than conversation number one. This will allow me um, to do a lot of things. This will relieve a lot of pressure. Because as much as I know that the podcast has been a success, 
I mean, I'm still doing it. I'm still surviving, still earning a income to keep my daughter in school and uh, my puppies fed and the roof over my head. That's an absolute success. 100% independent podcast created from nothing backed by you and the sponsors. Awesome. I can do this forever. However, if I'm asked to be part of a radio, to do a radio show, a morning radio show, where all I got to do is roll out of bed, scratch my ass, and start talking on a microphone from this room. Well, hell yeah, I'm going to do that. I'd be a fool not to. I'm bringing this up time and again on this show. So you can start to wrap your mind around that. This is all uh, something that would improve things uh, for us here at the house. So very, very excited about that. Very much so. And I've never... I mean, I have said that the radio industry has its issues, to be sure. Um, with so many different things for the world to pay attention to, uh, you have a harder time. That doesn't mean I don't like it. I've always enjoyed being on the radio, and I've never said, I, I'm never going back. I've always kept my, uh, tried to keep an uh, open mind about going back one day. But, but, my eggs are not all in one basket that we've talked about. And thank God, if this happens, great. If it doesn't happen, totally cool. No pressure whatsoever. And that's the way it should be, frankly. Stevie is here. NW980 says, Joe and the poor boy coming back. No. That would be cool, though, wouldn't it? No, Joe's doing uh, his own thing. I think he's getting ready to uh, retire. Chris says, is it you or are they using AI to get your voice? Like on 101.3? No, it's nothing like that. Nothing like that. Thank you, Nate. Nate, just subscribe with Prime. Very cool. Uh, this one. I'm in the minority. I know. But I said one alarm, no snooze, 5.30 every day, and don't drink coffee. It's time to get up. So just get your ass out of bed. Wow. That is a superpower. Uh, Kenny says, Ben and Eric in the mornings? No. No. No, it's not going to be that. At least I don't think so. But no. Uh, yesterday, it's been kind of a crazy um, several days because you had Tuesday doing radio last week. Tuesday last week did radio. And then the unbelievable passing of Daisy. Um, I mean, my God. Such a uh, strange thing that just dropped in out of nowhere. Still feeling the effects of that. So Tuesday, I, or Wednesday, I did radio because I had to. They had no backup plan. And it was... It was late at night that that all unfolded. So, uh, but upon coming home Wednesday, no podcast. And then uh, Thursday, Friday, normal Monday of this week, Diana colonoscopy. And we got to be at the hospital at six 30 with bells on. So I prepared the, not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast and also posted something fun for you on Patreon that I like to do when I'm not here while I'm away. Oh, and we have visitors. Hello. Yeah, Wait a second. Come, come in here and close the door. No, I gotta go. No, it's okay. 
Say hi to them. Come over here. Did you say that Bruce ran away? No, not Bruce. O'Neill ran away. The dickhead decided to chase a squirrel, ran into our backyard that's like a swamp right now, and got all muddy. So you had to, like, towel them off there? Yes. Oh, dear. Okay. Sorry about that. He's in the doghouse, literally. Oh, yeah, you're mad at him, aren't you? Don't be mad at him. Did you just hit him? Did I just heard you uh, uh, smack his nose? All right, well, I love you. Thank you, bye. Stevie says she looks pissed. Yeah, you could hear it. I guess O'Neal ran off. Stevie reacts, all caps, what? When she hears that Diana smacked him on the nose. It wasn't hard, trust me. She, she, we, she's not going to beat the dog. Go on up, guys, relax. Go lay down. Ryan says, I have a prediction for where Zane is heading, but I'm not going to say. Why don't you text it to me, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. How does that sound? All right. And it's not for sure. It's maybe. Maybe. So uh, yesterday we get up. Colonoscopy day. Now, different for every person. But when I had mine, I drank that. Um, uh, they, I think you have to drink like a half barrel of this um, odd tasting poverty Gatorade. Very salty. Strange, strange uh, material, and you you ingest that. You drink it down, and then it cleans you out completely. Real pain in the ass, literally. You know, and, and uh, let me let me give you some advice. If you ever have to do a colonoscopy, and you do this either by drinking this solution or taking these these pills called Sutabs. Two ways you can do it. If you can't handle the drink, and you take the tablets. Um. You go number two so much that it's just water. I mean, it, you are so cleaned out that you could um, uh, put ice into a glass and put your ass over it. And, go, and it comes out so hard. It's like when you stick your thumb over, the, over a hose. It's that type of... You could do that into the glass... And it's like delicious water. It's it's actually refreshing. That's how good this stuff cleans you out. Queen of the Forest. Uh, she didn't do that. She took the tablets. Now, when that happens one too many times and you, you wipe with the paper, if you don't have a bidet... You're going to be wiping. And that's tough on your butthole. I mean, that that your ass can only take so much. So you got to dab. Just dab it. Don't wipe it. It catches up with you and then you it hurts. So don't do that. Anyway, Queen of the Forest, 
She's like, I'm not drinking that shit. It's too hard. It's going to be, I think she had done it once before. So she, she takes these tablets and, uh, I don't know the exact procedure, but she realizes that it's, it's also not a picnic and, um, she's going to be up all night. And I think, uh, the second round, there's like a, the first round and it cleans you out. And then you gotta do a whole nother round where you gotta like every certain amount of time, pop a couple more of these tablets, drink a bunch of water. Oh my God. And so, uh, she says, yeah, I'm going to be up all night doing this. I go, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go sleep in the other room. So I go in the other room and, uh, the next day we, I wake up to get her up for the actual colonoscopy, you know? And I go in there and she explains to me that, um, it did not go well. And she ended up like puking. And so at so one point she's sitting on the can, uh, doing, doing it in the toilet and then barfing. <laughs> what the fuck real rough and uh got a headache she feels like shit her stomach hurts and uh prior to the second round starting she had said to me um she facetimes me i was sitting right here and she goes hey i'm thinking about skipping the second round of taking these tablets I said, uh, why? This is before the night really got bad for her. I said, why? She goes, well, it's just, it's really bad. I mean, and, and I'm cleaned out. It's all done. And uh, I said to her, I go, well, what do the directions say? And she reads to me that she says, well, it says I should take it all. I go, I said, you know, I normally don't get into pissing matches with physicians. You realize doctors do this for a reason. I said, I would hate for you to fast, hardcore fast, go through all of this only to get there. And then they ask you if you did the entire procedure, the prep. And you said no. And they said, well, then get your clothes on and go home because you have to do the prep. She goes, I don't want to. She's complaining. I go, hey. And she thinks it's, she thinks I'm making the decision. She's talking to me like I did it. Like she's arguing with me. And I go, again, I'm going to defer to, uh, the graduates of the finest institutions in in colon health who've who've done this. I don't I don't know if you can establish your own set of rules here. I, I'm just telling you what they say. I, I'm not the one telling you what to do. Schloss Ritter says, reminds me of when she went for the kidney donation test without the paperwork. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Same thing. You bringing your paperwork? I don't need to. Why? Well, I got yours. I go, no, I, I think I think we both need the paperwork. I think they, they said specifically you. And then she gets there and the admin person, she gets into a war with the person. I go, well, hey, I, I'm going to check in. You go ahead and uh, call the uh, kidney donation team and see if you can get something emailed to you. Uh, I'm going to go. 
You're right. She does do that. We get to the hospital. She's completed the prep. She's had a bad night. She's in the hospital bed. I've I've strapped down the little thing behind, you know, so she's in her gown her and uh getting ready for the procedure and the nurse comes in and says uh So, did you do the prep? And she says, "Yes, I did." I didn't want to. And the nurse says, yeah, I know it's difficult, but the hard part is over. Diana says, yeah, I almost didn't do it because I was all, she gives the same reasons. And I see the nurse turn and look at her and you won't believe what the nurse said. She said exactly the same words that your old pal, Eric Zane said, oh, well, if you did that, if you told us, and we knew that I would have to get up and uh, leave. And uh, you would too. Doctor does not um, do this unless the patients follow all the steps. <laughs> and uh, so that was that. Now I have video of Diana recovering. But I'm not just going to blast it out to the world i am gonna blast it out but i'm only gonna blast it out to the folks on patreon Uh, because if she finds out that i just blasted it out to the world she'd have a big problem with that she would have a problem with it if i blasted it out to the patreon people but less of a problem because it means she's making money on it uh first of all and second of all because um well less people There's more people that would watch here. So I'm going to blast that out on Patreon. The video uh, of Diana coming out of sedation. Stevie says, I hope it's hilarious. It is. It absolutely is. So you need to sign up for Patreon because when I get done with this show, I have four fantastic videos of her coming out of sedation. She remembers none of it. Cute as a button. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. By the way, Ben and Eric is tomorrow. Tomorrow we do the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. A Wednesday edition because Ben has something happening on Thursday. Kenny says, are you going to tell her about Patreon before or after it's gone? I'm not sure what you mean by after it's gone. Done, he means. Yeah, you really got to get those. You know what you really got to do in order to keep momentum? Before you hit send, read. That's That's key. I'm not going to read any more of your comments until you, until you actually learn how that, how this process works. He's giving me the finger now and calling me bad names. Yeah, I can't, I can't read yours anymore because they're usually very poorly done. It's uh, frankly, it's a miracle 
uh, how you're employed because of the massive mistakes that you make with your fingers. Yeah, I don't probably going to lose your job at some point. Well, anyway, um, so that was that all perfect. The doc, you know, this doc is, uh, you know, yesterday, yeah, yesterday is the big colonoscopy. I mean, he has several. So it's literally, um, they've gotten the patient ready and then patients on their side and he just takes the thing, just snakes it all the way up there. And it goes, the procedure is the camera goes all the way up to where the small intestine meets the large intestine. And then he starts to back it, back it out slowly, examining every nook and cranny of that thing. Okay. Looking for polyps. It's kind of like, you know, uh, anal beads. Uh, when you do that deal, you just stuff them in and pull them out slowly. So if she was awake, she might've had like the big, O. you never know. Anyway. So they, they do that deal. And, uh, he comes back and he's like, yeah, it is, it is done. It is great. Her colon looks fantastic. I go, that is awesome. Then he has to go to the next room, stick it right up there. Do it again. The whole day. It's what, can you imagine if that's your job? Every, that's all you do is look at people's assholes. God. All right. So all good. Now, the day before colonoscopy procedure, I went up to Fear Bunker North for one day. Now, I didn't go to my place. I went to Charity Scam Mike's place. Technically not his place. Technically his dad's place. His dad just decided to sell the property. So Charity Scam Mike has to get, well, all of his uh, stuff out of there because they've been there for 25 years. So they sold the getaway place, and he's really upset about that. It's his... Uh, this was uh, really, really tough on him him and his family, but uh, it was done. So this is the final day for him to get all of his stuff out, uh, stuff out of there. And I said, hey, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to help you out. And, you know, and 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 that's that. And uh, so it's Charity Scam Mike, my lovely stepsister slash sister Elizabeth. Mike is her husband. Uh, uh, Mike's kid, Chloe. Uh, Mike's kids, Chloe and Sophia, and uh, Chloe's boyfriend, Nick, young dude. And Mike's like, hey, uh, like Boston them around. Hey, grab some wood. We're going to throw it on the fire. We're having a fire, sitting by the fire, you know, and just spending the day there, kind of moral supporting it. One of those deals. And um, we're in the garage. And Mike says to this dude, Nick, like 22 years old, he goes, Nick, get up on that ladder and tell me what's in those rafters. Because I've never really examined what's up in the rafters and the previous owner of this place. Maybe there's one of those treasure chest deals up there or something of value. I don't know. So he goes, oh, okay, no problem, Mr. Stong. And dude gets up on the ladder. And uh, Mike and I are, you know, on the floor of the garage looking up at the guy. And he goes, what? Oh, oh, man. Oh, no. I'm like, what he goes it's it's a big fish we go a a fish what what and uh, right away i'm picturing like the remains of a of a large fish why the fuck would a fish be up in the spot in the attic or not after the you know up where uh where the joices are the trusses 
in the in the garage. He goes, no, 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 it's not a fish. It's a cat. Oh, boy. It's a cat that went up there and croaked probably 300 years ago. And now I, you know, he gets a glove on and he, he grabs this mummy. It is an absolute, this is something you see in like a museum of natural history. And, you know, I mean, it's uh, bones, some, some skin, I guess, that is mummified and it's like completely intact. It's, it's perfect. God knows how many decades it's been up there. And Mike goes, oh, this is probably that one cat, that feral cat that uh, Chloe took care of when she was a little girl. I did water, they fed it, whatever. I go, oh, okay, well, we're going to just get rid of it. So and he goes, no, no, I'm going to go take it in the house and show her. Now, I'm like, dude, now she's a, she's the type of person, she's like, you know, all about, uh, uh, animals and um, it would it would destroy her. I know this is going to make you want to hate on charity scam Mike, but the boyfriend goes, "No, don't do it." And I go, "Mike, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a good idea." He goes, "No, it's great, it's fine." I go, "I don't know that it is." He, with this thing, and he's got no, he does not have a glove on, so he's just holding the fucking thing, and he opens the door, and Liz is like what and then he explains what's up and she goes i wouldn't show that so now he's got three people three people saying probably not a good idea what does he do i know you're thinking you're gonna he didn't he didn't show it to her thank god i'm like dude the fact that you even brought that into the house is i am questioning even being here to help you Okay, uh, I, I'm starting to hate you as we speak. There's a there's a there's a lot wrong with this. We shouldn't. You should not be laughing hysterically right now. This cat died. Let's just go dispose of it in a, in a, in the manner that we're supposed to, and then that'd be the end of it. Oh my god! So uh, the, the fire was on. I go give it a Viking funeral. This is what needs to happen, and. I mean, it's so old. It was like, Jesus, if he, if he sneezed while walking with it, it would go poof and turn into dust. It was that old fire picked right up though. I mean, I tell you what, uh, forget throwing on a dry log, throw on a, uh, a 50 year old cat for fuck's sake. Incredible. <laughs> Cole says, is it Okay. Um, Cole says, hold it in front of her and say, you did this, you asshole. Jesse says, why doesn't he just scam into the charity and buy the place off his dad? Now he never really did scam a charity. That was all, that's all tongue in cheek. 
day ends, I decide I'm going to go drive over to my place. Now, it's a two-track, two-track road. And it's there's still snow up there. It's been very, very wet and snowy. I'm in Diana's car. And I go, ah, let's just go see how far this will go. Because uh, I know that there's still a big snow pile by the end of my driveway. So I know I won't be able to get that far. I was going to drive up there and then walk the rest of the way in, see what's going on, make sure all the doors are closed. I get 15 feet on the two-track, and I feel the car sinking. And I notice the tires start spinning, and mud starts flying up. I have now turned Diana's car into a... Uh, a, a monster truck. Get out. Get out now. In reverse. Drive back. Oh, my God. Thank God. I I see my my uh, tire tracks just, just digging deep trenches into the two track. This was a bad decision. Made it out without an inch to spare. Had I gone any farther, that would have been an awful, awful thing go home what the hell's all the mud i don't know buddy that's not my fault accident i didn't do it holy crap thank you for enjoying this show on facebook twitter and youtube but i gotta kick you out right now if you want the full show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live or download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane Live. That's how we do it. The audio podcast is available wherever you download shows. Just search Eric Zane Show. Send me an email on the Shoreliner Striping inbox when you want to say hello. Okay. Thank you. And don't forget about the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. How could you? Facebook and Twitch brought to you by... Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And, of course, you can follow me on YouTube as well. All right. Believe it or not, it is an early PP break. But it's important that this happens. I got a tinkle. I will be back. Don't go anywhere. More coming up. I got to talk about Trump. I got to talk about Kid Rock. You see what Kid Rock is doing? Holy shit. We'll get to that in a second. All right, all right, all right. Breaking news. Add one more day of your old pal EZ doing radio. I just heard from Bikita, the guy I'm filling in for, Ed Wood. He sent me a text saying, hey, man, uh, wondering if you can do Thursday. They're calling for tornadoes and bad storms when we're supposed to fly in. We're thinking about pushing the flight back a day. If you can't, no worries. Oh, hell yeah, I got you. <laughs> Break. Breaking news. Yes, I got to remember to use it. Breaking news. And um, Ryan says, I have a theory about what radio station. And um, no, no, not not that radio station. The um uh story just broke that um very very famous show at least in the michigan area named mojo in the morning uh one of the people on that show he goes by the name of spike and uh he as of monday evening he uh announced hey i i i'm out 
I'm no longer part of the show. But no, it has nothing to do with that. A uh, little bit of background. That is uh, iHeart, who I do this fill-in work for. And um, recently, there was a story that went uh, available on All Access, was published at our uh, uh, radio trade website, website uh, called All Access. All they do is talk about radio stuff. They published that uh, iHeart is announcing a uh, belt tightening. Some deal where, uh, I don't know, some announcement was made about, we got to we got to tighten our belt and uh, some changes. Uh, no more overtime and uh, 401k is uh, no more matching until we can, I don't know, some. So the Mojo Show is part of iHeart. And I, I'm just, you know, two and two makes four. And, but I don't know that. I don't know for sure. I'm just assuming it is a budgetary thing. In uh, what seemed like a belated April Fool's Day joke, on what, or one of the trademark pranks of the radio show involved, Detroit, Detroit radio personality Mojo had some surprising news Monday for listeners. He announced that Spike is gone. Spike made a comment a few hours later. He said, I am no longer on the Mojo in the morning show for more than 23 years. It has been a dream come true to entertain you. I uh, never took it for granted. It's with much love that I say thank you for your support. Spike added in the post that he wasn't able to answer questions about the sudden split. As of early afternoon, there were more than 800 comments linked to the post, most of them expressing shock, anger, and sadness at his departure. Uh, the company that owns WKQI-FM, iHeartMedia, confirmed the departure Monday afternoon. As of April 3rd, Spike will no longer be part of the Mojo in the Morning Show. We appreciate his contribution during this time. With us and wish him well. The morning show will continue as scheduled with the rest of the cast, said Tony Travato, executive vice president of programming for iHeartMedia via e email. During the Monday broadcast, Mojo <clears throat> opened the show by referring to, quote, a lot of crazy things that have been going on with a lot of decisions being made by companies these days, changes made that we're not immune to. Then he said Spike was no longer with the show. Um, without coming right out and saying it, he implied it was a corporate move quote for over 23 years. Spike has been an integral part of the radio program, said Mojo, who aided that his team got the news on Friday. It was a rough weekend, said Mojo. Apparently I Heart is in the process of doing some nationwide budget cutting. According to this, uh, Detroit free press article in mid March, the company sent out an all staff communique warning of a tightening of the belt in the face of, of economic uncertainty. And um, that is kind of the nature of the beast in the industry these days. Uh, very, very difficult. And you're like, Eric Zane, well, why do you want to hit your wagon onto that? Well, like I indicated to you earlier, I don't need to do radio. If I decided I wanted to do radio for any amount of time and then suddenly it blows up in my face, I'm still doing the podcast. I'm already at a cruising altitude. That is 
safe for all involved. The heavy lifting of building, building, building is over. It's it's done. The job is complete. Thanks to thanks to you. So if I can just add something to it for and try my damnedest. Who knows where that could, could take us? I'm excited about that possibility. Uh, I've already uh, reached out to another person who I think could be an excellent person with me on this sh- hypothetical show. And I'm like, what if I told you? You can roll out of bed, start talking to, into a microphone one minute later and be on the radio for three hours and you still do what you're already doing right now in your career, would you do that? Would you go on the radio with me? This person says, that is the only way I would go on the radio with you. Me too. Stay tuned. But no, I have nothing to do with the Spike story. Unless I'm the last one to know. Ryan says, don't mess with the cash cow. Big fraud Zane. Kabubi 69. Of course, Kyler. Zane and Spike in the mornings. Sam the Jew says, did he mock someone's trousers too? Young Adam Schwab says, the guy who makes $20 million a year is firing more $12 an hour workers. I better shut up about that. Uh, today, Trump is, uh, he goes like, I guess, turn himself in. Is that, is that what you do? Turn yourself in when you, uh, have been indicted on, uh, however many counts he's been indicted on. Now, if you are the prosecutor, the New York prosecutor, that has indicted Trump. You don't do this unless you think you can win because you look like a jackass if you throw out some stupid charge. I mean, it's got to be egregious, right? I I, I, I want to see the listing, the seriousness of the charges. Well, any charge is serious in my opinion. And I, I, uh, I heard... Our old pal Puddin today, he's part of this camp of, oh, it's just a witch hunt. It's, uh, it, he's, you know, he's, be- he's beside himself that something could even happen to Trump. And I'm of the opinion as, then why do we have laws? Why do we have anything? If you can just do it and get away with it occasionally. And then the idea of, yeah, he's just doing it because yes, of course it's a big fish. Of course they're going after Trump because it's Trump. If Trump can get indicted, uh, tried and either proven innocent or guilty, It is proof that the system is working. It is set up to do this. 
if you break the law, you must face the music. If you, if that happens to you, why can't it happen to him? The indictment will be unsealed, or maybe it has since I started the show. I'm not sure. I'm anxious to see uh, how everybody responds. I am, you know what? Every time I say this, as we get closer to a presidential election, I get excited. I love everything about the election process. Okay. Any people who say, oh, God, I, I hate, I hate the ads and I hate the mudslinging. And I hate the fight. I fucking love it. It's the best. I'm most excited for the war between DeSantis and Trump. I cannot wait for that one. At some point, DeSantis needs to start swinging at Trump. And that's going to be, this is like wrestling. When like the tag team partners, one betrays the other. Oh my God. Speaking of politics, Kid Rock, of course, loves Trump. This doesn't really have to do with Kid Rock and Trump, though. This has to do with Kid Rock um, and people like him. That whole idea that um, anything, I don't, you know what, I'm I'm just going to let him uh, do the heavy lifting for us. He, uh, he's pissed off at Bud Light. He's pissed off at Bud Light, uh, because Bud Light is teaming up with, uh, some transgender person by the name of Dylan Mulvaney. Mulvaney, uh, I guess, is doing something with Bud Light. Now, to give you a little context, this is uh, this is Dylan Mulvaney. Now, Mulvaney uh, was born a dude and is is becoming a chick, and uh, going from uh, dude to chick is being chronicled on TikTok, and um, so. This transformation is taking place. And she is also doing like uh, a lot of satire and silly, stupid shit uh, that people watch and laugh at. I I don't think it's funny, um, but who cares? So that's it. Like if you were to check out a few of Mulvaney's videos, audio check, video check like this one. God, I love my native deodorant and gummy bear scent. I just wish there were other candied scents, too. Dylan. Oh, my gosh, you're back. You're in luck. What do you have for me this time? How about... Sourberry belt scent? A deodorant could never. Or could it? Here's the real thing to compare. Oh, my gosh. It does smell like sourberry belts. Or maybe you'll like... Sweet cinnamon heart scent. Get out of here. Is it still a Okay, now I obviously can't stay with this because it's so stupid. Uh, maybe, maybe this one. 
What are the states where Sam can't go? Arizona, Utah, and all Because everything's really dumb here. Let dolls be dolls, please. Let dolls be dolls, please. Thank you. Okay, I'm not sure what's going on there. I don't know what, what a lot of this stuff is. If you'll be the cash, I'll be the rubber band. Uh, <clears throat> okay. If you'll be the cash, I'll be the rubber band. You'll be the match, I'll be a few. Boom, ain't a baby, I'll be the new. Okay, so you can imagine that this is going to make some people very uncomfortable. Hi, it's day 374 of being a woman, and it's been a second since we last talked. I think I needed a few days to process the past year since day 365, but I'm back. I'm back, baby, and we need a proper catch-up, but in the meantime, you had to see the outfit. I mean, oh, and you might be thinking, Dylan, why do you look so professional? And it's because I have my first speaking engagement at a college today. I'm at the University of Pittsburgh, and I was only in college just a few years ago, and I was very lost then, a little boy crazy, And but I finished. I got my degree, and now look at me. And I don't know exactly what I have to teach these college students, but we're going to have a good time. I can guarantee that. Just call me Professor, Professor Dylan. Call me Professor Dylan. And, okay, is that it? Um, yes, okay, I gotta go. Okay, class dismissed. Love you. Um, Nate says, having a dude that thinks he's a chick sponsor a water that thinks it's a beer is perfect. Okay. Dylan is making people uncomfortable in the world. Not me. Uh, but Kid Rock is uh, is is the one who's he does not like this. He's angry now at Anheuser Busch and Bud Light because they've teamed up with Dylan Mulvaney. And I don't even know the extent of the quote unquote team up. But the, watch what watch what the, what uh, Bob Ritchie does. <laughs> Grandpa is feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. Bud Light and Heiser Bush have a terrific day. Okay. So. Uh, that's that's where Bob Ritchie stands on the deal, and that's I want to shoot that gun. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to shoot that fucking gun. You know, Amy says, "Geez, Kid Rock has age and dog years." Uh, why? Uh, can you, are you allowed to, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure that you, we can't have automatic weapons. We can only have semi-automatic weapons. 
I'm curious about that. Maybe there was a, a super a supervision or something. I, mean, I don't know the law or anything like that, but that was that was something else. So the all right, I am going to shoot up the Bud Light and Anheuser Busch because they teamed up with a transgender person. Chris indicates you can get a federal license for one. It's just very expensive. Oh, thank you. Um, Sam says it could be a binary trigger or a bump stock. I think those uh, bump stocks are illegal too. I don't know. Um, Maureen says, why do people get upset about inclusivity? How does it hurt Kid Rock for Bud Light to team up with her? I don't get it. Well, this all goes back to, in my opinion, um, the most hated people on the planet are gay people. Gay, lesbian, uh, whatever you want to say, all the letters, all the all the transgender people, they are hated. Hated. Can you imagine? It would never happen. Like, if... Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch announced that they were going to team up with, like, you know, a black guy or something like that. Kid Rock would not dream of doing that. There's no way he would do that. But in America, it's okay to hate on these people openly. It really is. Now, eventually, it'll change. But as of right now, I actually consider it to be somewhat dangerous. And I, I have, uh, I, I would be fearful. And, you know, you add into the mix the whole uh, kid lives in uh, Tennessee where the uh, school shooting went down. And you just so happen to have a female uh, who is becoming a male in that town. So, um people are still running who are like kid rock and Putin that this was trans terrorism or some shit like that, that, uh, this is this trans people are now, and that's couldn't be further from the truth when this person might've had an, had a, uh, I, I don't, no one knows. It may be because someone had done something to him, but for any, it's inconceivable to think that the transgender community is rallying the troops to start blowing up schools. It's absolutely ridiculous. But that's the world we live in right now. You are um, hated by conservatives. They hate you and bigoted people. That's how it is. Now, Dylan Mulvaney, I will say, um, I think is pulling it off in looking like a like a woman in the face. Really got to get some money for those breast implants, though. Okay? And I think pretty cute woman. Like, if I didn't know that you Dylan in this clip was a dude. But what does she smell like? Like, if someone said, is this a man or a woman? And I couldn't actually, Dylan went ahead and got the surgery and had some boobies. I would say this is a cute lady. smells like candy, but what does her hair smell like? And Dylan probably wants to hear that. It's my understanding that if you, that it's a nice thing to say to a transgender person. 
Hey, you you look like a hot chick. You're a hot chick. They they love that shit. Nick adds, after 28 Bud Lights, a hole is a hole. Okay, all right. Amy indicates that um, Dylan just had facial surgery. So Dylan is getting there. I know some of you on here uh, aren't quite as open-minded as uh, my old ass and uh, refuse to say that Dylan is a woman. You won't do it. I'm not here to judge you. You do your own thing, but I'm just telling you that's a woman. All right, Kid Rock. Uh, I still, I had, um, I had uh, like stopped listening to him. And then uh, I realized that I still like his music. So I said, ah, you know what? I'll still listen to him. But he's a real dickhole. You know? I think we could still have a good conversation. But I'd have to say to him, yeah, I, I still like you. But you're, you're, you're one of the dumbest people on the planet. Chris says, you just said she's doing a good job looking like a woman. There you go. There you go. That's another example. Is a woman is what I should have said. That is a woman. I'm okay with it um, if they're okay with it. If they, if, if someone comes up, okay. When Kenny later on comes up to me and says, hey, hey, man, I've decided I'm becoming a chick. I'm a woman. I'm going to say, you're a woman. Yes, you are. I'm with you on that. If any of you, I'm encouraging all of you to change your gender and we can just completely switch it out. And I will too. I, we can do uh, switch your gender day. The walk in the Eric Zane show podcast, walk in my shoes show. Sir Bob writes, I'm so upset at this company. I'm going to spend a lot of money buying their products and destroy it after they already made their money. Ryan says, I actually never knew this about Kid Rock, but I live under a rock. Well, I actually was tipped off. I saw Kid Rock with Trending today. And then I saw a couple of things like, what is that? What is shooting Bud Light up? What does that even mean? And then Diana Kimmich goes, you see what Kid Rock did? He's a total asshole. What a fucking asshole. My God. All right, I got to catch up on some ads. First off, sign up for Patreon. We're going to review Diana's coming out of sedation clips today on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. And even if you sign up later, you can still go back and watch those. The show's still going to be there. I mean, as soon as I make it, it's there in perpetuity. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you, M37 Hackers, 269-205-2095. If you're in Middleville, Michigan, or if you know where Middleville, Michigan is, right on M37 is M37 Hackers. Golf simulation. It's always sunny and 80 degrees at M37 Hackers. You are golfing the best courses in the world. You and your buds show up. Bring a cooler of beer. They don't sell beer, but bring your own damn beer. Bring your clubs. Pay the money for the bay, the simulation bay, and golf the finest courses on the planet. 
in about an hour. 18 holes, one hour. Brett, three hours. Okay? We'll take three hours. We're going to do Pebble Beach. We're going to do Augusta. And then we're going to do, I don't know. I don't know any more golf courses. Pebble Beach, Augusta, St. Andrews. M37 Hackers. I got a mortgage guy. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Anywhere in the U.S. except Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, South Carolina. If you're looking for a refi, looking for your first mortgage, your 10th mortgage, please test the waters with the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. The best. Throat slash Dale, superior cleaning and power washing. Okay, Dale's coming over to do my deck, the house. He's going to do the pool deck, all of the landscaping. Before and after, you know, before looks like shit. After looks like awesome. It looks awesome. One of those deals. Superior cleaning and power washing. If you're in West Michigan, call for a quote. 231-740-4098. Dates are filling fast for superior cleaning and power washing. 231-740-4098. Thank you, Kent County Health Department. Oh, my God. If you or someone you know or love is uh, having trouble keeping the family fed, please reach out to the Kent County Health Department. They will give you all you need to know about the WIC program stands for women infant children but that's not all that they serve it's your family okay uh access kent.com uh slash health is who you want to reach out to 616-632-7200 stand by i need a drink i think i need to hear dylan mulvaney speak um like seriously without so much silliness i would love to hear that person talk just to give you perhaps some perspective instead of i guess my point is if you could just hear a person out before you decide to indict them you know that's always the same type of patience i afford everyone i always do that come on you guys know that All right. Um, Women's basketball. All right. First of all, the national championship game for the men went down last night. And uh, UConn wins. uh, Going away. Kind of slaughtered them. Um, But the women's game happened the night before. LSU beat Iowa. Uh, Iowa has that chick on their team. I forget her name. Caitlin Clark. Is that it? She's like, great, great player. One of the best female players ever played the game. Uh, just incredible. And uh, in the final game, LSU beat them. The ratings of this were through the roof. I'm not even being facetious. Uh, 9.9 million people watched it. That's up 102% from the year before. Uh, at, a, at a maximum during the game, 12.8 million people were watching it. Um, the rating it had was higher than, oh my God, all of the NBA playoffs last year, except for the finals, 
all of baseball's playoffs except for the World Series, all of the NHL, and higher than all of NASCAR, more more people were watching the Women's College Basketball National Championship. So, you know, just like that, suddenly everybody watched. And I'm. this is what I've been saying. Part of why this has been happening is because of the shit talking. In the um, handshake line, you had that one chick from Memphis. Bam! She punched the chick from uh, Bowling Green right in the fucking face. Yeah, the other one that we reviewed where those two were like in each other's face getting ready to fight, but they didn't. This Caitlin Clark is a shit talker. She's constantly going like this, like the John Cena, you can't see me, this Caitlin Clark. And then uh, in the previous game, uh, the uh, one of the best players on the other team, I don't know who the fuck it was, doesn't matter, was dribbling down the court and uh, was left wide open. And Caitlin Clark's like, ah, I don't even need to cover you because she's what she's saying is it's a diss. You know, that's what that is. And she disses her by leaving her open. So this is sweet. You know, this is great. What the hell's wrong with that? Um, two things. The first thing is, uh, angel Reese for LSU after LSU beat the shit out of Iowa. Angel Reese walks up to Caitlin Clark and she's going, you can't see me. You can't see me. And then uh, she points to her ring finger because she just won a ring. (laughs) And Clark didn't react. She walked off the court. To her credit. And to Reese's credit too. How great is that? Fuck you. You're going to put your hand in your face and diss everybody else? Fuck you. Good. There you go. And she's pointing at her finger. Well, then everybody took umbrage with what Reese did. And they're like, yeah, oh my God, look at that. It's classless. It's class. That's terrible. There's no class. It's like you fucking idiots. You look like racist. The, the white chick did the same damn thing. And then you're like, oh, that's great. Wow. She's such a competitor. What a fighter. And then a black chick does it. And you're like, oh my God, you're an animal. It's classless. I'm so upset. I'm like, ah, ha, ha. Terrible. You assholes. No, that's not classless. That's perfect. Holy shit. So then everybody like indicts her, Angel Reese, because she's black. That's why they did it. You can't do that to a white girl. It was horse shit. Oh my God. That was awesome. I was so happy for that. Now, I love Clark. I love the cop. I love that she's talking shit. But if someone else is going to talk shit, I, I mean, Clark didn't respond negatively, but the world was like, oh, they're like indicting Angel Reese. That's ridiculous. You know what, though? Honestly, I think it's pretty fucking great. Big picture. This is all good for the game. You know? Um, You know how, like, uh, MMA is, like, 
uh, men and women have gotten over. People get just as excited for the, the uh, women's uh, MMA fights than the UFC than they do the dudes. And ultimately, you know who's going to uh, benefit from this is the WNBA. Because you get the, this these chicks going into the league, they're going to make more money when more fans give a shit. Because as it is right now, they don't. And these women have to play like year-round. They'll earn a certain amount of money uh, in the regular season, and then they have to play in other leagues. Well, like uh, Brittany Griner, that was part of the reason why she went to Russia was to play there because she's not making the money where she can take that amount of time off. So there, this you're, if you're the WNBA, you're like, yes, keep it up. You know, I mean, uh, uh, pick more fights. This is all good. Um, more butt hurt. Dave Portnoy from Barstool, which, by the way, I'm seeing a lot of uh, jokes about the uh, uh, Family Guy. Let the fan decide. Bit. Oh, that's one of my favorites. All right, I gotta watch it. WNBA. Family guy. Okay. Audio check. We're probably going to get an ad. Video check. And at the top of the second half, it's 16 to 9. Easton leads the scoring with four. And that's why she commands $7,000 a year. These gals sure do make it look difficult. But is having this minor skill worth being so unattractive? That's for the fan to decide. Yay! Holy shit. <laughs> One of my all-time favorites. Cole, still butthurt by Brittany Griner, said she was making $250, $250,000 and it's not enough. fucker. You're just mad because she uh, spoke out about the whole fucking anthem thing. Shut up, you little bitch. Jesus Christ, get over it. All right. Portnoy is butthurt because I think, okay, I, I don't want to put words into his mouth. Let's uh, see what Portnoy from Barstool has to say about this shit. I fundamentally deny, and, and I think you're basically lying if you're saying what Caitlin Clark did and Angel Reese did are the same thing. Okay. Um, I fundamentally deny, and, and I think you're basically lying if you're saying what Caitlin Clark did and Angel Reese did are the same thing. They're not. I like trash talking. If you hit a big shot in the moment, or you're talking in the moment, back and forth, and you do this or whatever, you talk, I don't care. That is not what Angel Reese did. Angel Reese, they're up 15 points. We have a side-by-side. -side. She followed her after the game was over, doing this to her, doing this. Find me one example in any sport of anybody after somebody wins a championship, confetti coming down, not in a close game, and find me a player stalking the best player on the other team. It does not exist. It does not happen. If a man did that, he would be called classless, and nobody would be saying anything. Well, I guess a guy never had the balls to do it, because frankly, I would love it if a motherfucker did that. Who cares? Who gives a shit? I love that she did that. And he's all outraged. 
a guy who for a living, his job is to be an asshole. Dave Portnoy is outraged. And uh, he's like, oh yeah, show me another example. Well, she's the first. Great. She's a trailblazer, a pioneer. We need more of that. What an asshole. Oh my God. Um, Chris says, LOL. Now we all get to see who's racist. Yeah. It, I, I think it's tough for people when they come out, you know, um, and, and, and take a die on the hill of angel Reese. Uh, Stevie says uh, his first problem is expecting women to act like men. I, I seriously, it's one of my favorite things in the world when women are engaging each other the way that these women are engaging with each other. They, these are warriors who, oh, fuck. When the game ends, the, the, the game's not over. When the game ends... They're setting the table for the next time they're going to fucking meet. Fuck yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. I This has uh, pushed this game to the next level. And I will pay attention in the future. Fuck yes. All about it. Uh, you're not going to believe this. I need to take another pee break. Breaking news! Don't go anywhere. Dun, 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 dun. Kyle Fade. Thank you to Ms. Nikki. You're like, what? Nikki? Nikki, the lady with the goats? Wait until you see this. I know she doesn't, she doesn't want me to talk about it. I, I can't say that for sure. But she sent me... She's very artistic. And uh, she took one of my pictures of Daisy Dew... And look at, this is fantastic. First thing I noticed in this picture of Daisy. Which look, to me looks exactly like her. I mean, that's her. Uh, look at the different colors behind Daisy. It's like indicative of a rainbow. Rainbow bridge. Um, we are uh, in the process of doing the thank you, Nikki. We are of doing the uh, engraving on the urn, and so I opened it up to the family members about what uh, characteristics do we put uh, of hers on the urn, and um, what I came up with. It would say Daisy, date of birth, date of death, chiclet toothed, tug of war champ, and biter of light. Soft-chested pile of mud bully. Chiclet toothed is because, you know, her underbite and the way the little teeth stick out. That's what stood out to Jackie. Tug of war champ uh, was what Jim added. And biter of light. Because if you'd be sitting there looking at your phone and the sunlight hits the phone and then goes onto the wall... All of a sudden, she's biting the wall because of the light hitting the wall. Or if she sees any flash of light, she bites at it. 
Her chest was very soft and squishy. Soft-chested pile of mud. Because when she's just laying there in a ball, she looks like a big pile of mud. And she was a bully. I mean, she would just, for no particular reason, Bruce would be sound asleep, and she would just wake up and then walk over and fucking beat the shit out of him. It was unbelievable. So I think it's something like that. I I, I might change the order a little bit, but I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go with chiclet toothed tug of war champ and biter of light, soft chested pile of mud bully. All right. What else do I have for you? Not a ton. First off, hello to Sarah Honda Granville. S-E-R-R-A. SarahHondaGranville.com. Go to Sarah Honda Granville. You can either buy a certified pre-owned car off of the lot today in the largest uh, certified pre-owned lot in the entire state of Michigan or test drive a brand new Brand new Honda and take that home in a couple of weeks. That's the way the car industry works these days. You don't uh, go there and buy it on the lot. No one has inventory. It's just not the way it's done anymore since the pandemic for whatever reason. Uh, Honda does it that way. And you figure out what you want on the car in a couple of weeks. It shows up. They prep the car. You come, you get it, and you take it home. Congrats to you. SarahHondaGranville.com, just north of 44th Street on Kennewa. Uh, check out their website. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you need any tech help, whether you're upgrading your setup or you're moving your office, your business, you want to uh, re-outfit an in-office, retrofit it, whatever it may be, new construction, reach out to Blue Frost IT, uh, 616-285-50. We're only talking about tag accounting for today and three more days. Tag accounting. Legit. If you haven't lifted one finger to get your taxes done, no matter where you are in the United States, that does not matter. Skip all of the stupid shit and just call Tag Accounting. 616-301-9516. I am not kidding you. That's all you need to do, and you will be all set. They will help you every step of the way. 616-301-9516. No matter where you are in the U.S., they'll take care of it for you. And batting last in the uh, lineup today, Joe Martinez, A&E, heating and cooling, 616-516-8579. It's time to schedule that uh, tune-up for the air conditioner, 616 616- 516-8579 if you are in West Michigan. I don't know if you remember the story uh, about the chocolate factory exploding in uh, some town in uh, Pennsylvania. Where was that again? The Reading, PA? Uh, these are the people that make the chocolate bunnies for Easter. Okay. Um, well, the whole place blew up and they're determining now it was a gas leak. 
And uh, there's a woman who is speaking out now from her hospital bed. She was on the main floor, and then the place blew up. And um, this, as she, um, as she's, it's all going up. Buildings coming down around her. The floor below her gives out. Just as she's falling down to the floor below to her death. A a uh, ball of fire is approaching her. This is all happens in one second. And uh, it hits her. And her arm is now on fire as she's falling. The fall takes her out of the the rest of the fire that's now consuming that area where the initial explosion happened. Several people died in this, by the way. They were like picking people up out of the rubble days later. She was found days later too. Alive! Because as she fell through the floor, there's a big fucking vat of chocolate, liquid chocolate. And she deliciously landed in the vat which extinguished her arm. So her arm is burned, but she's going to get that. She's living. She's alive. She lands in the chocolate and she's like, oh my God, I'm alive. And I'm surrounded by uh, an entire building that has blown up. She can hear the screams above her, balls of fire going on. Everybody's burning to death. Oh, my God. I wish I was in the fucking chocolate van. Oh, shit. The crazy bitch is in there. Shit. Oh, we're going to die. And they, they all die. Seven coworkers burned to death, blown up. And they're like, oh, where is she? Uh, she's burnt up, too. Patricia. And all of a sudden, they hear, she's in the fucking vat. The dark liquid extinguished the blazing arm. She did break her collarbone, and when she hit the bottom of the vat, her her feet, she damaged her heels, broke her heels. She spent the next nine hours screaming for help and waiting for rescuers, battling the inferno and choppers thumping overhead at the R.M. Palmer uh, Company factory. She says, when I began to burn, I thought it was the end for me. This is her. This is her in the... Kenny quoting Johnny Cash. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I landed in chocolate and no longer on fire. Chris with did Oompa Loompas pull her out? Yes. And then the character you're referencing is Augustus Galoop. He fell in the fucking chocolate thing and went up the tube. Um, when I began to burn, I thought it was the end for me. 50-year-old Patricia Borges told the AP in an interview from the hospital bed in West Reading, Pennsylvania. She's fine. Now, this is where She's already setting up for a great lawsuit because from the hospital bed, she said, first of all, I'm, I'm going to miss my coworkers. So she's, you know, obviously you would expect that. Um, Borges said she and others had complained about a gas odor 
30 minutes before the factory blew up. She's angry that Palmer didn't immediately evacuate. She she said the deaths of her friends could have been prevented. Other workers also said they smelled natural gas. Palmer's a 75-year-old family-run company with deep roots in that town. 60 miles northwest of Philly. They haven't responded to the workers' claims. Um, at 4.30 p.m., Patricia Borges told the AP she smelled gas strong and nauseated her. So it wasn't just like a little one. She, I mean, it was bad. Borges and the co-workers approached the supervisor and said, hey, you know, this is going on. What's going, what's going on here? Uh, are we going to be evacuated? Borges said the supervisor noted someone higher up would have to make that decision. So she, she got back to work. You ever see those commercials that locally where I live DTE, like when you, we put the smell of raw eggs into it. We put it in there as a warning. You're supposed to listen to that. You assholes. They did not listen. Borges was on a ladder when it all went down. There was fire everywhere and the flames quickly overtook her. Borges said, I asked God why he was giving me such a horrible death. She said, I asked him to save me that I didn't want to die in the fire. Well, if that doesn't make you believe in baby Jesus, I don't know what does. I mean, she's like, hey, hey, wait, hey, God, seriously. Please save me. I don't deserve this. And those other people that died, I guess they didn't say that because Borges winds up in the delicious zone getting her life saved. My God. Uh, that vat filled with water too. And um, well, because of fire hoses, she got out of it after it got so high, but she still is stuck. And now she's completely wet. And um, then she got like hypothermed, which that could have killed her too. I don't know if you've ever experienced hypothermia, but you, if you get really extremely hypothermed, you're going to die. So they finally got to her. She was extremely nine hours soaking wet and it's fucking 35 degrees out. Jesus. Uh, but she did survive. Now with all of this shit, you go ahead and you get a nice class action lawsuit going here. And since there's not, I mean, there's a lot of people that died and a lot of people that were hurt. I mean, everybody's going to be involved in this. You're, you're each going to get millions. Okay. I mean, holy shit. And no one, and because of that, no one is getting hollow chocolate bunnies this year. Cause they, they, they were actually working. They said, fuck you. We know it smells like gas, but these hollow bunnies got to get out. Which by the way, you give a kid these, these give, give a kid those a hollow bunny these days. Like, what the fuck is this? Are you kidding me with the tin foil around it? They're like, ah, this is bullshit. Tis the season. This is uh, Easter season. In fact, this is Holy Week. This is my um, first time ever that I've not participated uh, in Holy Week as a as a Catholic. You know, I, I was born a Catholic. I was baptized Catholic, and uh, went to Catholic mass, um, and have always, 
you know, my kids were all baptized Catholic, but um, not participating in anything Catholic uh, now or any time in the future going forward. Looking for a new church. I think I talked about that a little bit not long ago, but yeah, I, there's there's two. There's a lot of strangeness in the world right now, and uh, I cannot participate in discrimination. So I'm I'm going to a church that is uh, more welcoming. But I gotta get I gotta go I gotta find one. I I, I have a couple in mind, but I haven't really put in the effort. I have not even attempted to lift a finger. And I talked to my brother Paul about that. He goes, I, you don't need to go to any church. I go, I know. I know. You're right. I don't. And I don't fault anyone who doesn't. But for me, I tend to be closer to God when I'm actually physically going to a brick and mortar building to worship. You know, when I'm here, I don't. I get too caught up in everything else on a day-to-day basis, and I don't take the time. I don't know how I got into that. I think I was talking about Easter, Hollow Bunny, and then Holy Week. You know me. I drift from topic to topic. Diarrhea of the brain. You can go from talking about the delicious story of lady getting extinguished in a vat of chocolate to my religious views and uh, and the Catholic Church in a moment's notice on this show. Amy says, I was going to tell you, Eric, to check out the Catholic Church in Saugatuck, Douglas. I don't know their stance on things, but I'm guessing they might be more open since uh, they are there. Yes, that's true. But still, it's it's the mothership that I have a problem with. It isn't. It's it's the entire faith. I can't do Catholic. And and that's kind of weird. If you got the boss of the church saying, yeah, you can't get married. And then. Uh, the the churches down the line are like, ah, well, we're open and accepting. Nah, not really. Who cut the cheese says you're changed, so you're changing your denomination. Correct. Correct. Never thought I'd say that. Never ever thought I'd say that. You know what I mean? Yet here we are. Radio voice, Linda. Hollow can hollow bunny equals poverty candy. Soaked in bleach says, plus all the kid touching is gross. Yes, but I mean, let's not in general, you're getting that with any organized religion. Yes, that is true. But every time you turn around, there's another denomination where fingers are going into children. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's time to abandon ship entirely. I don't know. But I'll figure it out. But that's just me. It's just a personal thing with me. And you know I always share my personal shit with you. Yeah, I'm not going to judge you and I know you're not going to judge me. I know we all just love each other on this show. All right. Uh your asshole of the day. And by the way, I'm going to do a, uh, a afternoon version of smarter, uh, Jesus smarter than a former drug dealer trivia coming up in moments. I think I'm going to start it at 1 PM. 
Today's asshole of the day. Diana, colonoscopy. Diana trying to change the rules about prep for a colonoscopy. Trump, charity scam Mike with the cat. You could be a nominee. Women's basketball. Chocolate lady. Uh, Portnoy. It was 1989. My thoughts were short. My hair was long. Caught somewhere between a boy and man. She was 17 and she was far from in between. It was summertime in northern Michigan. Kid rocks your asshole today. Thanks for following the Eric St. Show podcast. I'll talk to you down the road. Hey.